0: You've described there how European nations in many ways sought to maximise their autonomy from the US during the later stages of the Cold War. It's an interesting jumping-off point because I think for the earlier years in the Cold War, often the Americans are given a great deal of credit for pushing forward European integration. But I'm wondering whether, in some ways, European integration didn't just serve to firm up the US-led Western bloc, but in some ways created a community whose values perhaps conflicted with those of the overarching US-led bloc. Mm.
1: Yes, you've raised a lot of very important issues there within the umbrella of that one question. I think the first point we have to get straight is that for the United States it was very important for them to support Western European integration, particularly in the earlier years. Partly this was because they put a lot of money into martial aid, they put in 12.5 billion dollars. That is a lot of money if you do the calculations to see how much it represents in today's expenditure. So they had to explain to their own public why it was important for Western Europe to become as integrated as it could be. And that story of Americans talking to themselves about Europe runs right through the Cold War. But the point you've focused on, is really almost more interesting. It's what did the Europeans make of what was going on. And it is true, and I'm of the belief, that early on you can say that the European community was, in a sense, a nested community, snuggled safely under the nuclear protection, the NATO protection, the military security was delivered from the United States, and it was within that cradle of protection that the West Europeans could begin to develop to revitalise, to modernise, to bring up their welfare states to much higher standards. So we have a sense that during the course of the Cold War, the issues change and the issues about integration change and the Western Europeans do begin to feel that their project is more of their own. They begin to take ownership of it. However, we have to remember that the Americans were very keen on the European Integration Project. As you will know, no doubt, during the late 50s and 1960s, they pushed very hard for Britain to join the European community. The British applied very reluctantly in 1961, and they applied pretty reluctantly again in 1967. So you have Western pressure all the time, American pressure all the time, upon the integration project. However, it is true that by living together, states, countries, like families or communities, learn to build their own sets of values. And so the values within the European Economic Community and then the European communities, as we call it after 1967, these values become more European They are driven by values which we, in Western Europe, felt to be particular to us. And this was helped by the Council of Europe which is another ideas-based international organisation which is founded in 1949, well before the European Economic Community. And this set out values of individual freedoms, the rule of law, equality before the law, citizenship, property rights, religious rights, etc. And the United States is not a member of the Council of Europe. It is a European institution. So over time, the Europeans do very slowly, very incrementally, acquire some of their own ways of looking at the world, which isn't always an American way of looking at the world. It's particularly interesting that this does not apply to foreign policy early on. When it comes to foreign policies, Western European states are very happy to organise their own foreign policy or to work through NATO they don't even begin to talk about coordinating their foreign policies until the 1970s so up until that period the western europeans are very happy to leave foreign policy to the greater powers through their own national experiences and their own relationships with nato
0: the open university for more information go to
1: www.open.edu forward slash iTunes U.